0: I'm Marisol. And I'm Adam. And you are listening to The The Reading Reading Aloud Aloud Podcast.
1: Podcast. A podcast where the creative, emotional, and hilarious aspects of relationship communication is explored in real time by a real couple.
0: That's us. In season two, we bring you along on our tour to keep the conversation going. Okay. Here we go.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Hey everybody. Hey. Hi. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming tonight. Um, we are really excited to be here. Are you excited to be here, babe? I'm totally excited yeah. to be here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this is the launch of season two of the Reading Aloud podcast. Uh, we have completed season one and we're taking season two on the road and starting it right here at the Fire Theater with all of you and all of you on the live stream as well. So, Woo! yeah.
0: So we are originally from Asheville, North Carolina. My name is Marisol Colette,
1: And I'm Adam Colette.
0: And yeah, so we started this podcast. Um, I'll be totally real and honest with you. I talk a lot, um, but this man right here is an exceptional human being, and he has so many amazing things to say. So a long time ago, I, uh, when we first met on our very first road trip, um, we were going to see his dead grandmother, and... Um, <laughs> It's a true story. It was New Year's Day (laughs) and it was snowing and we were driving from Asheville, North Carolina to Wisconsin. Uh
1: Uh-huh. Milwaukee?
0: Yes, places I had never heard of before. And um, Texas girl. Yeah, what, yeah. Only the country of. And so we were driving to Milwaukee and um, we started, he started just kind of riffing in this way that he does, which you will hear him do tonight. And it was the most beautiful thing I had ever heard. We had only known each other three months. We were already secretly engaged. Long story long, um, we. <laughs> we uh, started, we recorded the conversation. Those recordings are long gone. I have no idea where they are, probably on some old Samsung phone that's uh, maybe piling up in China somewhere, Um, unfortunately. Uh, So anyways, yeah, so we started recording our conversations and we've been recording them ever since. And at some point last year, I was like, babe, my platform is huge and um, nobody gets to hear your special words and they're highly unique. Um, I think for a man, but also just for a human in this um, time on this earth now. And so we started our podcast and we did it for fun and for free. We record in our bed. It's super sexy. Uh, We're Mm. always clothed. Well, I don't like pants in the bed. Yeah, yeah. But we record from our bed and uh, it's kind of been a hit, you know, we uh, were surprised, but it's taken off. And so we were making a decision at the beginning of the year. We were in some prayer and contemplation and we were deciding whether or not we were going to uh, continue on with the podcast at all. And we had just released a a series on our fertility journey, which has been a long one and a pretty terrible one, Um, but also really funny somehow. (laughs) And um, so we were recording this fertility one. It really took off. And a lot of people have found a lot of um, solace and sweetness in it. So we continued on. And Adam's like, why don't we go on tour and see all of our friends, which are the ones like Mm. really loud in the audience (laughs) giggling. And so we're here to see you all, really, in all honesty. Yeah. It's just yeah. to see you all.
1: And I would also, uh, first off, thank you. Thank you so much for all of those beautiful words. And and I would also like to add, I think, you know, oftentimes we get asked, why why the, the title Reading Aloud? And um, we did this presentation once where... Um, we talked about this concept of, you know, we're consuming a lot of information these days. We have access to more information, but we're losing our ability to be able to communicate. And um, oftentimes when we're reading, we're only reading, we're reading whatever's on the page or on the phone or whatever, and we're reading that to ourselves. And we're only filtering it through our own biases, our own thoughts, our own everything. But When you're actually, has anybody ever read a book aloud? You could, oftentimes it's to a child, but to an adult, like reading aloud to each other. And that's a completely different experience of that. Even reading a post on social media, you read it to yourself. But if you read it aloud to another person, it takes on this whole life of its own. So, Part of our goal with this podcast is to have conversations that then spur conversations out into the world. We don't necessarily pretend to be experts on these topics. We're just having these conversations as ourselves. And then we're good at being really honest. And we're good at being really honest and... Oftentimes we'll hear people respond to us or send us emails and say, hey, that spurred a conversation about this in our lives. And we believe that those conversations are one of the ways that we can begin to bring greater love into this world and into our planet. And so that's kind of, you know, some of the premise of why we're here tonight. So, so
0: grateful to spend this day of love with you all.
1: Yeah. Do you want to give them a, a little overview of how we're going to run yeah, the so show? Because you, you will be included. You're a part of it. Audience participation yeah, so. is going to be available yeah
0: so um our podcasts are usually somewhere between like 20 and 30 minutes so first things first if you um don't already subscribe to our podcast go ahead and pull out your phone now i'm gonna uh, give you a couple things to subscribe to so it's mm-hmm. reading aloud and you can find it on spotify or apple podcast or anywhere you get your podcasts itunes etc so it's reading aloud sometimes you have to put it all in without a space sometimes you have to put it in with two spaces Just figure it out. Yeah. Find it and figure it out. Yeah. So uh, go ahead and subscribe to the Reading Aloud podcast. We'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Tell us, rate, review, share with your friends, especially if one of the topics is particularly meaningful to you. Um, The other thing that you'll want to follow is me on Instagram at Soul Reflection, and that's S-O-L Reflection, singular. So I do uh, therapeutic image consulting. So I'm a therapist. I've been a therapist for about 15 years, but I'm also a fashion consultant. So you'll figure out in my uh, Instagram how I've managed to marry the two of those things. It works. Yeah,
1: And we do have a a reading aloud Facebook page. We're not really on Instagram. There is one, but we have a Facebook page. So you can go follow that. Yeah. So, um, do you want to give a do you want to give a setup for for tonight? And, yeah. So yeah, we'll talk for maybe
0: it. like twenty to somewhere between twenty to thirty minutes. We have a topic that we've picked out. We have not discussed it with each other as we do. We do not discuss them ahead of time. We have no idea what the other person's going to say. Um, it's very relevant. You yes, it's very relevant. And um, <clears throat> and then, how do you
1: know if I've picked the topic?
0: Well, you did tell me the topic. Oh, <laughs> Okay. Yeah, <laughs> you, did, you did mention <laughs> the topic. Um, um, and so and then but this tour is called keep the conversation going tour 2020 so as you're listening to us talk um, be you know it'll spark questions and curiosities within yourself and then we're going to actually invite you all one by one um, not all of you we won't have time for everybody we'll probably have time for maybe just a handful maybe three or four folks to come up and share your thoughts and so you'll scoot in Adam will scoot over so just one at a time it'll be very obvious when we open that point up. It will be after the 20 20 to 30 minutes. Um, And then we'll open the conversation up and you can share your thoughts and then you get to be on the podcast. It will be live and published. So you can't take yourself off of it. If you make the choice to come up, you're on. Um, And then we will, uh, yeah, we'll just kind of chat with you and and hear what your thoughts are because you're the expert too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then we're going to close it out by um, (laughs) doing something that has become really popular on the Reading Aloud podcast, which is where we argue. Um, about a couple of topics. So we're going to do that to close it out, and it'll be a treat. So, um, all right, so we're going to jump in. I have I have a topic, um, which you obviously know. Let that secret go. Um, we have been sick all week, mm-hmm. and today's Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Want and, a kiss? Um, no. And, uh, Just now. no. Just no. No. Just no. Not right now. Um, we have been sick all week, case in point, right there my soul's going to be coughing.
0: The more excited I get, the more I cough.
1: Yeah, exactly. And and uh, thinking about what I wanted to have a conversation with you about today, it really came up in terms of how sickness in fact just completely shapes our lives and our relationship. Being sick. And I I actually thought that that being developing a relationship whether that's with a partner or a friend or whatnot, is almost just like a constant journey of healing and of of healing that sickness. And it and it got me thinking about like how sickness, both sickness that I've had um, or sickness that's been in my life and my family members or myself, has completely shaped me. And we don't often talk about that. People will often talk about uh, being happy or healthy. And or being upset or angry, right? Those are kind of, in my opinion, those are kind of the, the, the balances that we strike. Like we talk, oh, when we fight or we're angry or when we're happy, but we don't often look at when we're, what happens when one person or somebody in your life is sick. And so I just wanted to talk about how sickness has shaped us as people and also kind of talk about our recent experience of being sick. And what brought that up in the relationship because it was kind of hard for me. So, right. So, what that, does that bring up for well, you?
0: Well, I you said something the other day that I um, honestly never in a million years thought I would ever hear you say. Yeah. And you said I don't really like you.
1: Mm. Yeah. Well, when you are sick, when you're sick. Well, but
0: still, do you remember saying that?
1: Yeah, I I do remember (laughs) saying that. I mean, I
0: and I and I and I because I knew we were going to talk about this. I literally took like a huge pause and I was like, I've never heard that man say that, nor would I ever expect him to ever in a million years say that. Because (laughs) you have truly I mean, and I think part of it is obviously
1: uncomfortable (laughs) right now. Yeah.
0: Well, and I think, I mean, just for some context, like you're really patient. You're really compassionate. You're really sensitive. You're really thoughtful. You're a two on the Enneagram. You're a helper. Mm -hmm. Um, And I honestly just it's interesting it kind of shook me at a at a low level because you know you know that you're ugly in a relationship like you know that you are yeah yeah, yeah. the yeah. other
1: person's a mirror for all of your stuff
0: that yeah. and like you you just see everybody at their worst and so i was like oh cuz this you know that would be a great fear of mine
1: yeah so what <clears throat> what that what that tells me is like there's i have some deep rooted kind of like personal stuff associated with sickness and i'll get to i'll get to why i said i didn't like you but you know my so my my mom has had a, a ton of health issues in her life and um i'm not going to get all into that but she's she's had a, a very long health journey and has, we're
0: not even going to mention the fact that she yeah, just left the hospital today yeah
1: she just yeah she's been in and out of the hospital for but um, she also a long time hold on let me let me let me continue yeah um but uh, but but that like that really impacted me and kind of created me. You said I'm a two on the enneagram, <laughs> and I'm a helper. But like when I was growing up, I kind of had to be throughout high school the primary uh, one of the primary caregivers for my mom, and that that made me. I remember being often kind of resentful about that, and I remember being like kind of like this why can't you get better like feeling you know like really wanting that like why can't you get better and almost being angry about that and so it's it's I'm a very positive and optimistic person but there was like this kind of positive attitude that I I needed to have I wanted I wanted a positive outlook and so bring that all the way down to when you're sick And you're like, but you gave "Uh." it to me, right? Well, I was, I was, I was sick before, but like when you're sick and you're like, I'm sick and I don't want like, it made me really, but it made me really frustrated. It made me really frustrated about like how, you know, like, but no, for no reason, right? It it was, it wasn't that you were being annoying. You were just being sick. That was totally fine. But it just brings it up in me. I'm like, ah, it just makes me really angry. That you're sick, and I, I don't, that's just being honest. Is it because honest.
0: you can't help me?
1: It's, yeah, it's, yeah, it, potentially it's because there's something there that I can't help you. It also could be just because I, I want you to not, it's, it's really, it sounds stupid, but it's, I just want you to not be sick. Right. <laughs> you know i I, w- I want you to not be sick i don't want you to complain and i i want you just not to be sick and that sounds really harsh oh yeah but it's like it's a it's a it's a feeling it's not that i wouldn't jump up and like get you water and you know go get you medicine at the drop of a hat but like that was that was the feeling that i was having so okay yeah. so
0: so just to back up a little bit so it, there's like two things that i'm thinking of here one is and I guess I'll get to that one in a second. The second one, I just want to say during this sickness, I was so proud of myself. So first of all, we're on our way here across the country. It's terrifying because I'm pretty sure we had the flu or some form of that or death. And we end up like so sick that I'm not even sure we're going to make it to LA. We've been looking forward to this for so long. And I felt so confident in myself. I sat very still Uh, because of the meditation that I've been doing lately. I, I was, was in such deep um, like uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for like I was surrendered to
1: it Mm -hmm. and I was like you're in serenity I was pretty serene Mm -hmm. and
0: I was I I just sat and I was like okay be here now like you are sick now do the thing watch the television drink the water do the thing and I didn't freak like I didn't freak. I had a few moments where I'm like, let's have an honest conversation about whether or not we're actually gonna make it out of town. And I just didn't freak. You were freaking. But the but the point of it is is like I was really proud of myself and I have been in such worse shape before. Mm-hmm. And you have been steadfast. So this one was weird for me. The second thing, I guess, kind of goes back to that is that in a much for in a much more vulnerable space, you know, I'll share like it has been I it has been a fear of mine that I'm sort of like a little bit of a replica of your mom Mm. Mm.
1: because 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 you've been sick
0: yeah so I mean just like some for con for context for the people listening is like so we met and we got engaged and I had like been this like hyper independent woman I had taken care of all the people that I had ever dated before I was always on top of my game I had you know the like you know, the like $70,000 job straight out of grad school. Like I had it all together and then I meet Adam and I guess like if I guess like I think there was a part of me that had just been holding it together for so long and then I actually had somebody that I could rely on and I fell apart and within, a year of us meeting, I had this diagnosis of cancer, which it was just a touch of it, but like it still was there. And I, I had, and you had convinced me to quit my job and like go out in the world and do my own thing. So here I am like going out in the world, doing my own thing. It was was, to be specific. It was two weeks after I had quit my job that I got diagnosed with cancer. So it was like this whole thing. And all of a sudden I'm like nothing that I used to be I again became
1: like a primary caregiver. Mm -hmm.
0: And I was nothing that I used to be. I was not strong. I was not employed i was not taking care of myself i was not secure i was nothing Mm -hmm. and i was like oh look at me i look a lot like your mom right now
1: yeah it's funny you bring that up because (laughs) you never said that well at at really low points and this is just for those watching and in the audience just to note this is real and raw we've never had this conversation so at at really low points I like. I had. I had that thought. I would have that thought. I'd be like, "Oh man, like, is this? Am I just like gonna be? Am I going to be like? Is this a scenario of?" I thought about my dad a lot too. <laughs> who has been? I mean, I I was there for a short time, but like my dad, who's been with my mom through her, you know, this sixteen-year kind of slow health health journey. Um, I've had that thought. And then what? It's really powerful. I think it's like it's in those low moments. Um and and that's why like it's in those low moments that I've had that. It it never stuck. Like I I never dwelled on it. Um but you're I like had those gl- thoughts. You're like a goldfish. You have zero memory.
0: You just like things happen to us and you're they're gone. It's yeah. the best thing about you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know, I used to uh I used to you know this, I used to um Back one of my um, early jobs was uh, working a, a canvas office, you know, raising money on the street. Yeah, those people that wave, second, <coughs> do you have a second for the environment kind of thing? And um, and uh, they used to teach, you know, you teach them golden retriever, goldfish. You approach everything like a golden retriever. You're super happy and, like, really excited, and then goldfish. Immediately when they reject you, you just forget about it and turn to the next person. Um, that's just a side note. The... The yeah, I mean, I guess I did. I guess I did. You know, I do. I don't dwell on it because I I don't want to. I don't think that that's something that I that's not necessarily like I know I love you so deeply and I know that I love you like I I just want to be with you for the rest of my life. And so that's not something that I'm concerned about in a way like I'll be worried about it in that moment, but I'm not going to let it like sow a seed of, you know, inception deep within my brain. I and think the thing let that's, it let it that kind of grow gets and like grow. my
0: existential mind going is like, what am I supposed to do? Like what, it, what are either of us supposed to do? Like this past week you were sick. You were sick first. Don't forget this, right? Yep. This is not an episode about how I'm sick all the time. Um, but you were <laughs> sick, and you were sicker than I had seen in a while. And you're, you know, t- insatiable. I think that's the word. Yeah. Like you're, imp- I, I you're really impossible. I really suck at being sick. Oh, you're impossible. Yeah. You know, I'm I, like, let me bring you anything, and you're, like, you're like, no,
1: I don't want it, but I need it. You know, yeah. And yeah. so
0: you, you know,
1: fiercely independent. Yeah.
0: Or. <laughs> the patriarchy um the but you know you're you know you were sick and you and and it's just like we were just like like that's the microcosm of it right it's like you just have to be there for the other person you know the thing that I kept thinking about was so we you know we have this video of our wedding and the person decided to just do the entire vows which is really sweet to have you think you want everything else but really you just want the vows and we didn't say in sickness and health, but you said something and you were like, it's not going to be easy, but that's okay. And you just like kind of start crying. Hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And I, I think that and I'm not done. Okay. And I, <laughs> and I think of that and I thought of that this week. I was like, but that's okay.
1: Right. Yeah. And, and that's why I, I like, I'm so happy that we're having this conversation because I think we've had this conversation around anger, you know, and, and being upset, but we have <laughs> about me being angry. It's always about, uh, but, but we, <laughs> but we haven't, but we haven't had, we haven't had this conversation around sickness. I mean, I mean, we're having it now, but. Like, I want to, I want to just harken back on. It's just
0: such an un, it's like, the thing is, is like, like with anger, you feel like you can manage it or control it or learn how to, the tools, but with sickness, like you can't sometimes. You you can't.
1: Yeah. It's, it it completely can take it. Yeah. It's. Totally consumes you. And it's so, I think it's so scary no, like, for everybody. Oh, wash my hands. I, I think more.
0: anybody who's in a, a committed relationship asks themselves the question: Like, would I stay with this person if they were brain dead? If they were paraplegic? If they couldn't have sex? Like, would I stay with them like, ever? Do I love them if their if their face is burned off? You know, like I think mm. people ask that question: Like, am I going to love this person through whatever? So it's like the t- most terrifying. It's terrifying. Question. Happy Valentine's. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, what do you think? Like, what? How do you think that before we met, how do you think that sickness influenced your life to make you the person that was able to say yes and be open enough to meet me?
0: Come again, real quick. Okay.
1: So. So how did sickness, any sort of sickness, influence your life in order to put you in a position to meet your future husband?
0: Yeah. So I don't think that the reason that question is doesn't occur to me is because although I had like I would I caught a lot of colds because I was dealing obviously with the stuff that created the cancer. So I was like the thing that sort of led me down that path. I had some like autoimmune stuff, but I didn't really know what those were. And I just took care of myself. Like I just powered through. Um, I wasn't a sick kid. I didn't grow up with sick people. I didn't really have a lot. All I knew is that I would, I like to take care. You know, you think you take care of people, but you know, I like to take care of people. You just don't know this Mm because you don't let me, but I, but I, you know, I just was like, I'll take care of people. Yeah. Uh, uh, But I, honestly, I, there was a part of me deep down that was like, I don't know if they get their face burned off, if I'm going to like them still. Yeah. And then I met you and it's like, a, yeah, easy. Like anything.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have a whole new understanding now of that in sickness and in health. Because of because, because you of had the flu this week. No, because <laughs> because thinking about it, of like just thinking about it, just thinking about it on a deeper level, thinking about it how it's sickness. is— This is why these conversations a, are
0: so important,
1: right? <laughs> but thinking about how how sickness is completely just a change, a complete change agent right it's just a complete driver of change in our lives and i think you know when we think about sickness we can think about the flu but we also have like sickness is a term for the ways in which our personality we have kind of personality defects that come to light when you're in a relationship or come to light amongst close friendships or partnerships and those are the things that really only A close bond between two or just a couple people really bring out, you know, and that path towards healing is almost it is the creation of of it is a foundational Uh. aspect of a bond to 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 be able to heal with each other, to be able to heal your sickness um, of yourself. So
0: so this is the thing. So this is where people are like, oh, they're from Asheville. Right. So here's the thing is that that's what I have always felt. Right. I met you and my body finally said, oh, she's got some shit to deal with. She's got some things that have been harbored within her. I mean, I and they were
1: able to kind of come out when you were able to relax within a partnership.
0: Yes, exactly. Like I was able, I was in such loving hands that my body surrendered to like, you need to deal with this stuff because, you know, for, you know, every time you get sick, you go through this dark space. Even if we think about last week, it's like these moments where you're like, super dark. am I enough? Like, am I beautiful? Like, I look feel at weak me. and powerless. Corre- and oh and yeah. yeah. Correct. And then, and then you come through it and you're stronger. It's just yeah. like any challenge, right? And you're on the other side and you're like, Dun, da, 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 I can mm-hmm. like take over the world, I can can do anything. Mm-hmm. I, I can, remember what I life is like. Breathe I breathe without beautiful. snot coming out of my nose. Well, yeah. not yet, but yes. Yeah. And, but yes, exactly. And so, you know, y- y- you think about this, this like psychosocial emotional experience of being sick and uh, like talk about having cancer at 30, right? You're it's like major psycho emotional. And so, you know, I had to learn to love myself. I had to learn to trust myself. I had to learn to uh, stop working in ways that were harmful to my body. I had to like fight the patriarchy. I had to just like rid myself of all sorts of things. And so at the end of the day, it, you know,
1: it's like, it is this journey towards healing. I'm seeing it like a, like it's the the word opening is kind of coming up for me. You know, it's, it's, it's an ability to open. And sometimes when you open a gate or you open something, um, stuff comes in or, you know, comes out and, and it's a, it's it's allowing that to enter. And so it's almost like allowing yourself to be sick. And then there's trust.
0: Do you think you're going to be one of those that. people that never like, that's like 75 and you're like, I'm, I'm going to get sick.
1: No, it's uh-huh. weird. Uh-huh. It's weird. I, we've, we've, I think we've, we've about wrapped this. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we should hear from, uh, uh, does anybody want to join in on this conversation? is there, is there, Excellent. Come on Got up. Got one. Come on. All right. So the way that we're going to do this, Faith, you're going to you're going to sit here, okay. and you're going to join in, <coughs> and it. we'll we'll still be here, and we'll just you know.
2: Yeah. Chime in. Chime in. Okay. Right. Cool. Um. So I, I feel like I have a unique ish perspective on being sick. Um. My mom was uh sick for the past five years. She uh, passed away just about five months ago from cancer. Um, So I I spent years of my life dealing with uh, a sick person and um, a lot of really wonderful things happen when that happens because you love a person in a different way when it when it's like a, a terminal illness situation because you know that everything could be final but. The other weird thing that happens is you still get fucking mad at that person. I'm sorry, can I Oh yeah. Okay, yeah, great. yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um you still get really really mad at them sometimes and there's a part of you that's like, "Why did I do that?" And I think what I realized over these past 5 years is that you can only get really mad and really annoyed with the people that you love unconditionally like you can be vaguely annoyed with another person somebody cuts you off in traffic something like that but you can get so viscerally angry at a person that you love because you know that they're not leaving that they're not gonna go away
0: Mm.
2: and even in the week that my mom died she and I like snapped at each other sometimes and I was like you let us do this you know like and it's it's these weird things of like I, you know I only have you for six more days and I'm gonna yell at you sometimes and that's okay
0: and that's okay and
2: that's okay um, because I know that you're not leaving and I know that I know that I can be mad at you. I think the ability to be mad at a person shows how much that you love them because hmm. because real real anger, real annoyance is only something that you can do with somebody that you love and somebody that you trust. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in my other like thing on sickness is um, I'm a problem solver. I, I I, need to fix things. I need to solve things. So like in the five years that my mom was sick, I every time she had like some little ache or pain, I'm like, oh, have you tried this? Have you tried? Do ginger, do like a bath and do this and whatever. And I would suggest all these things because for me, I know that I can't solve cancer. I can't fix it. I couldn't make her better. But if I could make any little part of her okay for even a second then I was winning and um so for years that's what I was doing I was patching things and and doing whatever I could to make her more comfortable convincing her to take you know pain medications and anti-nausea medications and you know whatever it was I would try to do that and I would try to make her life one percent better Mm. and and that would be enough and um I was was there when my mom died. Uh, I saw her last, like, take her last breath, and um, a really funny thing happens, because I go from solving her problems and wanting her to be 1% better, and then she takes her last breath. And there's a moment of unbelievable sadness, but then you know that she's gone. And then I turn and see my dad and brother who are also there. And I have to take care of them now. So while I sat there with my moment of sadness, I didn't want to sit there and cry anymore. I was like, okay, I'm going to get up. I'm going to call all of the relatives because that's something that I can do right now to make them feel better. Like that's something that I can take on And something I can do to solve the situation. And I think in these moments of sickness, in these moments of pain, in these moments of not knowing what to do, that's when you figure out, like, who you are and how you mm-hmm. solve problems and how you make things better and like contribute to relationships. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so what- it's like
0: it's a reflection of yourself because there's this helplessness that comes up inside of oneself, which I also heard you say, Adam, around your mom. It's like, I just want her to be fine. And so then you recognize that you yourself are truly helpless, truly helpless in this world that this other person might be suffering. But like there's nothing that you can do about it other than to, you know, Know, provide love
1: which is why we're here on yeah. Valentine's Day <laughs> yeah. yeah and and I guess like uh, the 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 fear aspect and how that I think you do learn a lot about yourself because because the way that fear translates and what that fear I think the fear translates into anger and then the fear translates into um, that needing to fix or whatever sort of manifestation it, it would translate into and it is because I appreciated what you said about it being with with people that you really love and care about and that's when that comes up because there is there is a fear of them just being sick and a desire for them to be better and whatever that works out to be I thank appreciate you so you sharing much that. yeah thank yeah. you faith
0: thank you. Yeah. yeah anybody else Anybody else thoughts, curiosities, questions?
1: What's what's your what's your like what's your biggest difficulty while while you're sick? What do you struggle the most with? Ugly. Ugly.
0: Physically ugly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, I don't know. I mean, I'd be really curious to hear what other women say. hmm
1: uh, Is it do you, and and, and I, I hear that. I've heard you say that. For me it's for me it's an inability to when I can't move and just kind of be mobile and move around or take care of myself, so there's a self sufficiency thing there, then I get really Yeah, I get really depressed um when I'm sick like that. But, you know, I there's there, a
0: part of me uh, that's relieved to be taken to be receiving like it's like oh somebody's just gonna do everything for me like yeah. that I feel very different than you feel it's just like it's almost like oh finally I can breathe and be taken care of but now I'm ugly
1: sickness also helps me let my um, let my introvert shine. And that's really helpful. Yeah, you're like hood you know, up. Hood don't up Don't talk to me. Don't talk don't to me. Don't look at me, don't touch me. Yep, don't talk yep. to me. I'm gonna, you know, watch watch some show on repeat It's like the only time we watch TV. Yeah, don't don't answer my phone, don't answer, you know, any Well that's emails, like a whole other just thing about completely taking a shut brain. down the mm-hmm. whole world and I can be sick. And that I think I want that. You know, I think I wanna feel that way. But I really don't. And it's kind of one of those things where you long for it, but then when it's actually happening, you don't actually well, there's feel there's also good physical in pain it.
0: involved. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, I, you know, some of my sisters will call it like the higher power smackdown. It's just like when you've been going too hard and doing too much, and higher power is like, and you're done, seen, yep. and seen. <laughs> and then you're f- into forced into a break. Yeah. 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 Any other thoughts? Yeah, come on down. You bet.
1: Hi,
3: my beautiful friends. <laughs> Hi. 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 Hello. Hello. Um, I have some thoughts about sickness in terms of relating. Um, specifically, um, I dated someone for some time that every time I didn't feel good, he specifically said to me, and uh, for those of you who don't know me, I suffer from a specific illness that attacks my spine. And I hold myself together pretty well. I can live very um, self-sustainably without ever complaining about it. Operate totally fine. I have to do specific things um, on my own specifically to navigate that fine. Every time it's not fine uh, and I'm in a relationship, I had someone say to me at one point, specifically in a space actually the two of you are familiar with. Um, you're both present, I believe, um, at the lake. I know these two uh, from Lake Life. It's a special place. Uh, he said to me, I love when you don't feel good. Ew. Because, because I get um Oh, your guard vulnerable. is down. My guard is yeah. totally down. And I'm not a really affectionate, touchy person unless, as somebody who's, on guard all the time and ready to maintain whatever illness I'm carrying. It's like the time
0: you let them in.
3: And, and then I can't hold it up myself, and all of a sudden I need someone to, else to hold it up. That being said, that doesn't feel good for me. Yeah. That's not something I like.
1: But is that a lesson for you? Like, like is a good teacher. Yeah.
3: In the moment, it was gross. In, yeah. in the moment, it was... What's wrong with me the rest of the time that I'm a powerful woman? Why in this moment that all of a sudden I want to lean on you and I'm asking you to fetch me tea and rub my shoulders and I'm crying because I can't stand up straight? Like what What's happening in this moment for you that makes you feel more connected to me? Right.
0: So there's this vulnerability like question, for sure. And, yeah. Right. There's this like balance between is it about vulnerability, which we know from you know a lot of good research that vulnerability is a really important thing and it's really what brings us together. Yeah. Um, but then there's this other side of it of like um, damsel in distress potentially.
3: Yes. And 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 I operate from a place of um, I'm a strong, independent, powerful woman the majority of the time and when other people let me know that they're bothered that um, illness is happening. An example is when someone's like, oh, with these two sickos over here, I need to double up on hand sanitizer. Mm-hmm. I'm immediately annoyed with that person. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> we all have loss. Like, okay, double up on your hand sanitizer. There's no reason for you to be bothered that I don't feel good. So um, I don't often let people know if I don't feel good. If I'm sick no one knows. If I don't feel good, no one knows because I've had the experience of people being bothered by the fact that I don't feel good. Like it puts them in danger.
0: Well, then, the, you know, I mean, I think this comes back again to what we were talking about earlier. It's like such a reflect. It's always a reflection of ourselves. I mean, to be completely honest, we're on a hamster wheel of self-reflection in our lives. And so, you know, it's like everything is vetted against ourselves, which is, you know, because we're self-centered and, ego. you know, our yeah. egos, <laughs> Truly, right.
3: No one could see that, but I did a hair flip. Wait, no one can the, see it when I do. Yeah, it when I do. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, and and the idea that like once I was in a relationship, that his favorite time was when I wasn't at the top of my game. Yeah. Because I had <laughs> some responses in the audience. So from someone who knows who I'm talking about. Red
0: flag. About. Red flag. And please be more vulnerable. Yeah. What? Well, right. Uh, more like, on the story. And, and scene. scene. <laughs> Love you. Thank you. Love you. <laughs> uh, we I think we have time for just one more. Anybody else?
1: Yeah, we have time for one more. I guess first first I um, yes, you can Anybody um, else?
0: Yes, yes. Man in the front. Yes.
1: Um I think I think also this is with what, it's like coming up for me is this this what what I struggle with which is this it's like um Come on. Hey. Uh, um yeah, it's this it's this our struggle with our ability to take care of our take care of ourselves. And what are the what are different people's boundaries around that, right? And sickness brings up those boundaries. Are we able to let go and let somebody take care of us? Do we like that? Like I'm not really able to do
0: that. Right. And just before we get, you know, get to to Sam here, I I do want to say like When I need to complain, you're like, I don't want to hear you complain, right? It's like when I need to complain, it's like just let me complain because once I complain, then I'm done and I can move on and I can feel better. But it's a part of me having like the opportunity to just be, you know, to speak my truth, my
1: experience, right? And when you complain, that makes me, it puts you into action. You're like, I have to fix it. it, I have to fix it, and then if I can't, I get nervous about that. Yep.
4: Um, Thanks for having me. (laughs) Thanks for sharing your stories. Um, I think it's really interesting to hear like a conversation about sickness and illness, uh, come up against like so many of our like kind of uh, preconceived notions about ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like when you think about sickness, is like essentially like a just like a, a like a kind of like a trailer of of the big, the big sleep. You know, it's like the number one thing that we're all freaked out by all the time and affects like everything we do in a way, whether we acknowledge it or not. And so to be like, be faced with something like sickness or any sort of impairment, you know, impediment, like physical, uh, mental health, and then be like, oh, but uh, how will this mess with the way people perceive me? It's like so unfair to ourselves. Mm. It's like, you're sick. Let yourself be sick. Don't worry about not being like, the strong guy, the capable guy, the independent woman. You know, it's like these things that are extremely important. They're like deep parts of her personality, but you've just got to like let all that stuff go, which I'm really bad at. I mean, I'm like totally a very stereotypical, like I'm never sick. And then I become sick and (laughs) my beautiful girlfriend, Stacy, my Valentine could vouch for this, that I like fall apart. I turn into like a complete baby, Like like a little baby child. Man flu. We yeah, have to call man the flu, man flu. Like hoodie and then like, you know, and like no pants. <laughs> and then like, and then like two pairs of sweatpants and ho- two hoodies. And then it's, it's hot. It's cold. I'm dying. I get anxiety in relationship with vomiting which I've always had since I was a child. So it's like Stacy's coming in and, like, caressing me. She's like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I just – I need a minute. I need a minute because I'm having, like, basically a panic attack because I'm, like, so afraid that I'm sick because it's such an inconvenience. Yeah. And I don't want to be weak or – messed up it's like
0: sick on top of sick on top of sick it's such a this terribly iterative process and you're right it's like if we could just actually be sick you know and understand that this is the yin to the yang or the yang to the yin or whatever this is the balance of life and that there is serenity in sickness as well that there can be peace because it is just a part of us
4: yeah to even find sickness as like a momentary inconvenience is actually like a crazy luxury because so many people like mm. people within our family, your mother, other people, um, <laughs> <Right. The> other, <laughs> other people, people, other, that people. Shall not be mentioned. other people, uh, some other people that we know, some <laughs> grandparents, some whatever, every human being, you know, it's like to, for it to be a very small, inconvenient blip that turns us into babies is actually like we're extremely fortunate and lucky. Even when, and this is just like a total comedy sidebar, but it's directly tethered to me being sick was it, I was in a really bad place, as sick as I've been in like recent times as an adult. And we live in sort of like a hilled area, which you guys have seen. And I'm just like, I've gotta to go to bed. I'm like freaking out. And it's eight o'clock at night, not late. It's a weekend. And all of a sudden I hear like a band sound checking. Incredibly loud, like next door. Many, many, like like a multi-part instrumental mariachi band. Yeah. <laughs> it's super loud, incredibly good. But then they proceed to like play what I could assume is like a quinceañero or just a birthday party or something. For like into an, the
0: night. Into the night. Yeah.
4: Very loud. It sounded like they were next door. And I'm like in the like cold sweats, shaking, vomiting.
0: Isn't it always like that? Yeah. That the mariachi band comes right when you're sick.
4: And I was like, this would be so fun if I wasn't falling apart right now. Yeah. But Thanks for sharing. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. So
1: let's real, real quick, real quick. We're gonna we're gonna get to our our little things and we'll prep that. But um, final thoughts. Final thoughts. Final thoughts. Final, i it's I'm like just final I, I just I just continually find myself being consumed right now by how how sickness influences and makes us who we are. Um, just just as much as any other experience that we're going through, how people being around us sick, and I think what Sam was just talking about, about that relationship to death and its relationship to our own vulnerability and how we wrestle with our own vulnerability in being sick. And being in relationship and being sick is such an opportunity for growth that... I find that really inspirational in a way. I find it inspirational that I have so much to learn about how I can let myself be sick, how I can take care of others while, while they're sick, and how sickness and healing, the process of healing through sickness, can make us a stronger couple. Can, so just really quickly, So, um, I, basically I hear you talking about a spiritual awakening,
0: if I do say so. Mm-hmm. And um y- you know part of like 20 so we went on a sabbatical last year we were out of the country for about a month and we were not in a good place it had a lot to do with our fertility journey and just we the almost didn't go because we were like we were in- sitting in the airport and I was dealing with my anger and I was not going to get on the airplane we were in some halfway version of being there um and I was like I will turn around right now I don't know how but I will and um but we went and uh the good news is we did did have sex every day. It's true. (laughs) Which is actually huge news because when you're trying to have a child and it doesn't work, you are really only having sex when you are forced to, um, And it's pretty terrible. Um, but anyways, and so we, we ended up having like a spiritual awakening there. So we were, our relationship was in the worst place that it's been, which is not that bad, but it was really felt really bad for us. Um, and we just like could not get along for almost a year and you had been depressed for the first time in your life. And so we end up, you know, basically having this like come to Jesus moment in the middle of Eastern Europe. And And it's when you decided you were going to run a marathon and when you started talking about commitment and, you know, I made it packed with myself that I was going to just like start to show up in this relationship. I was not going to fall apart as often and I was going to work on my anger. And at the end of the day, you know, it's so interesting that we've like come up like we're we're really kind of hitting this head on because this is a part of our commitment to do this tour, as is your marathon, which which is happening in two weeks. And so, you know, we I think this was like the final test. Please, God, let it be the final test. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Well, <laughs> no, there's a lot there. There's a lot of emotion there. And there, was, there was on the sex part. No, 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 no. No. I mean, <laughs> I, I think like there that 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 to me, the overarching theme there is 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 healing. Mm-hmm. And I, I keep coming back to. But did there you was think sickness that, within. Did you us think that, we
0: weren't going to make it? You were like, no. I don't th- just sitting on the couch and you were like, I'm not going to run my marathon
1: Oh, make it here because we were sick.
0: Make it through the commitments.
1: Make it through the commitments. Um, no, I don't. Uh, okay, that's so my goldfish mentality. I don't. I don't think you about. You don't
0: remember it. saying that. No. I remember exactly what you were wearing. No. You were kind of like crumpled sideways, like you didn't have actual bones. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, all right. On that note, on that note, he wasn't weak at all. Okay, so so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna um, move on to our our final phase and thank you all for what you shared and. Um, I hope you appreciated that conversation, and I hope that spurs conversation when you go back and you start to actually have this amongst yourselves and your friends. So um, we've we done these podcasts, and we call it The Little Things, and for two minutes each, we bring up something little that annoys us about the other person, and um, we debate it. We debate it. For two minutes, but it's only can be two minutes. And so we and each have one. And there's a clear winner at the end. And there's a clear winner. She always thinks that she wins. But um, win. uh, we debated for two minutes and then we're going to do that a couple times and then we're going to wrap up. All right. So you want to go first? No. Y- you want me to go first? Okay. All right. You ready? I have a timer set here for two minutes. So that's the only reason I have my phone here. Okay. All right. Okay, so I'm going to bring up dishes again because the it's when when there's only like four dishes and then you put them in the dishwasher. And then I'm looking for a dish and it's in you know the dish if I understand the purpose of a dishwasher dish. we only have six I, dishes I, I'm, total. I'm I'm working I I'm looking for, I have a purpose for, you know, There's only, like, four dishes. Just do them. Just do them and put them in the drying rack. Then you would never use
0: the dishwasher. We're only two people. Dishwashers
1: for, like, when you have a bunch of dishes and put them all in dishwasher. We're just two people. We don't ever have a bunch of dishes. When you load a dishwasher over, like, a week, it doesn't make any sense to me. What are you talking about?
0: We – hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me answer. So we're –
1: because I'll be like looking for the right spatula and I'm looking, it's not there and it's dirty in the dishwasher. It's okay. been dirty in the Y'all, dishwasher on, for three days, but it takes two seconds to wash it. I just want to be
0: clear that the, the things that I'm going to bring up, he already has heard about. I have never heard this before. <laughs> so you
1: are bad about the spatula. That means it's a good one. No, I'm just. There will be dishes sitting in the dishwasher <laughs> okay, okay, because okay. We, we're only two people, right? So and we don't create that many dishes, right? But normally. we
0: have a dishwasher, and it's such a
1: beautiful thing. It's. I agree. I'm not anti dishwasher. I'm anti like when there's four dishes. But Adam, just you, do the four you dishes. Can't don't do, like then Adam, put them. In you the can't dishwasher. do the
0: math. Like you can't do the math. Like if we're what just. What do you mean I can't do? If the math? we're just two, then. If we're just two, okay, hey, hey yeah. If we're just two, then we have to build it up. I mean, we do the dishwasher like three times a week.
1: That's maybe, I don't know. I,
0: I, I uh, we have, now we have an audience for <laughs> to tell us who's a clear winner.
1: I don't know if we how often we do the dishwasher. Can we, dishwasher, de- can we identify like,
0: the things that need to be hand washed, like your special spatula? I, all
1: I'm saying is, uh, uh, all I'm saying is, when we're, th- I'm talking regular <laughs> dishes. All right, that's it. That's the. All right, all right. Your turn. Your turn. Your turn. Bring it. Right up, Ready? Yeah. seriously More dishes. That's. We just more. more we have special. all of them. Yeah, but you always have your favorite. Hey. Yeah. Okay. Times up. Times up. Ready? You ready? Three, is two, one, Is it gonna? One, go. Is it gonna hold? Go.
0: Okay. So you hide nails places. Like like fingernails. You hide fingernails under your fingernails. He puts them like this under his. Okay, fingernails. I bite Hold my on. fingernails. So he True. bites his fingernails, and then he, like, will lodge it under his fingernail, and he will hide it until we're holding hands, <laughs> and it will stab me, and I have a photo of it, and then, and he also puts he also so, can I talk about your lisp temporarily? I'm, I
1: mean, sure. Okay, so he You're has a little listing
0: bit of a, all the things. No, I don't he know. has a little bit of a lisp, but then when he puts a fingernail in his mouth, it becomes this like. Kind of thing, and so then and then you're always like clicking it like this because I have noise sensitivity.
1: You do have an extreme noise sensitivity, and and, and he'll I be could like bring this. That up. Yeah.
0: There's somebody waggling their finger. So Maya's waggling her finger, uh-huh. and so then you become
1: noisy. Okay.
0: Yeah, but you're not conscious of me.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, I uh, yeah, sure. I bite my fingernails. Like, no, no, so. that's no, no. It's about where you put them. So, I, I yeah, I'll bite my fingernail and I'll like, I'll try. You know, I often this is—it's probably gross to a lot of people, <laughs> but like, but like, I'll, I'll use, I'll like, kind of, I'll pick my teeth with a. I with love a that. Fingernail. I do it too. Yeah. No,
0: no, I do that too. Yeah. that's not the problem. I bet more it's people. that
1: you store them. Where do, I'm not storing. Where do I store them? Sometimes I'll bite one and it doesn't like I, not Why all the way off. Why do you put it under your finger? I don't put it under my fingernail. Adam, I have a photo. It's Sometimes I'll bite my fingernail no, no, and no, I, it'll be halfway off. That's weird too. That's weird. That's <laughs> weird, but I'm not storing a fingernail. No, Adam, I have a picture of your stored one. It stab Here's me. what she's talking about. I know what you're talking about now. It'll be like halfway off, and I'll I'll play with it, and I'll like flip it around. No, you store it. Okay. Well, we're overtime on that. Lord, please. St- yeah, that was bad. Okay. All right. I got I got one more. You got one more. Okay. It's not any. All not right. This is my last one. All right. Here we go. Mine is. When we're in line, for anything, it could be anything waiting at a restaurant, waiting to get in somewhere, and for some reason, what's oh uh, um for some reason, you have to leave the line, yes, always, yeah, always it stresses me out. <laughs> We were in line the other day. We were in line or, for ordering food, and, you know, we're at this restaurant, and we're, like, waiting in line to order the food. You have to go into the clothing store next door. I mean, and then I'm going in, and I'm like, is she coming back? And, you know, I need to orient. It, this is places a lot of stress on me. Yeah, yeah, And I'm texting. I'm like, I'm entering the store now, like, next up. And then sometimes you make it, but, like, with with a lot of pushing from me, and it's like, can't you just be patient and breathe and think about me in that process? Like I'm the one having I'm the one having to hold down the fort. So I what, have, what do you have I to say have about extreme
0: that? compassion for you, but I so t- two things. One minute, okay. I have. So first of all, I didn't even start the line with you. I just went to the shoe store, and then and secondly, but, but and then I found the best shoes, and when, I lines, had a great all lines, every time every
1: <laughs> time. If we were waiting in line to get in it's here, now, like, you would like go off to you know.
0: I think it's a, just me being a product of my society, because that is a lot of patience to stand in line. And you have this like desire to ground and orient. And I'm like interested in other things. So I want to leave. And I, what I hear you saying is that I am leaving you with the burden of holding down the fort, but you're the one that likes the line. I, yeah, but the and line I would be so back. much
1: more enjoyable if you were in it with oh, me.
0: dang. I'm gonna lose this one. <laughs> well, but I, I I appreciate that you need to orient and also um, mm-hmm.
1: time time time. Okay. This next one's All right. not All any right. good. This is, our, this is our final one. You got one? It's not that good. All right, let's do it.
0: Do Do y'all have a suggestion for one that we should fight about? No. Like, I know you don't know, but like a thing that's like common. No. no. Do yours.
1: You, All right, ready? Ready? All right. It's it's probably something gross about me no. again. All right. Here, three, well, two, sort of. one, go. It's your bangs. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I I
0: know. So. He, so he's from uh, southeastern Kentucky and, um, you know, he looks nice now, um, but sometimes he'll like kind of bring up this like really rural vibe and he wears a hat and then we're a baseball hat all the time, time looks great in him. If he tucks his bangs back and puts the baseball hat on, he looks so handsome. Like you look so good as a like a oh prep, but sometimes he lets his bangs like kind of cr- cr- like <laughs> like This out, and then and then I mean this is a terrible one. It's but it, it bothers me to no end it does, because it does. and then when you kiss me and then the bangs go right in my eye and like. It's about spatial awareness, and it's about like I I think it's about my standard for looks. Uh, You know, back to looks. Uh You know, Uh which I'm outing myself about looks and how important they are, but they're important. Okay,
1: here's here's the reason that that always doesn't make sense. Wearing baseball hats, as I have done my whole life, I know you got to flip it up and make it look cool. Yeah, well, you do, but and oftentimes, if you put your hair back under the hat, then that's when you get really bad hat hair honestly if you leave your bangs out a little bit are you worried about they... the
0: hat hair or the hair in the hat because... i'm just honestly
1: honestly i just don't don't think about it i know but i, I, I don't think about it and like, why i mean i'm so, I'm wearing a hat and, right yeah. and
0: this is just i think it's just like there's like a sta a little standard that i want us to hold okay i
1: i can i can appreciate that but
0: I, I'm not that vain. I but just that's want you to. I them. just want
1: you to just you know just just remind me out of love. It's not a big deal.
0: Just what do I say, Brenda? Y-
1: yeah, you just say, you just say like the BB. Like, yeah, just like don't don't worry about that. You know, just say, hey, fix your bangs, and you do that, and we get over it. <laughs> fix your bangs. Okay. Fix your bangs. Bang. Fix your it's bangs. It's A terrible one. All right. All right. Well, um, yeah, I appreciate the conversation today, and. um Thanks for talking about sickness, even on Love Day. Do we want to say real quick, um, one of the things about us is that when we came together, we both were—we both really—like, Valentine's Day is actually one of our favorite holidays, and I'll give give my plug for why— I, I know that it's a Hallmark holiday. I know that, you know, we created to buy a bunch of stuff for each other, and people feel like they need to what have one What did you get me? One signa- nothing. And <laughs> oh, I, I got you I a pair you? of sunglasses the other day. Oh, and I didn't get you anything. But um, We don't even do the thing. But, um, but I think it's really, really special that we actually have a day set aside where we celebrate love. And I think that that's really, really special that we do that. And not that, you know... There's a, practically a day for everything, but I think it's pretty cool, and I think that we can reclaim Valentine's Day from the all of this, you know, consumer culture that we feel necessary, where you have to have just one person, and we can reclaim that day, and we can all show a little bit more just love on this day, and remind ourselves that that, for me, in my opinion, that is the root of all our our beliefs and i love you so much and happy love day to you oh,
0: i love you too yeah
1: all right
0: we we passed out valentine's at griffin park griffith yeah. or griffin yeah
1: yeah yeah we passed out heart, hearts all right and thank you all so much for being here tonight thank you um, for your time thank you for your time i hope yeah. you had a wonderful valentine's day yep yeah. yeah. thanks y'all